Hello, and welcome to this episode of Doing Good Through Food, where we talk about food as a force for good in the world. I'm your host, Alex Coffin, and today I'm sitting down with Jamie Crummy. Jamie is the co-founder and director of Too Good To Go, uh, which is an app that tackles food waste by making surplus food from restaurants, cafes, bakeries, that kind of thing that would otherwise be thrown away, available for collection at massively reduced prices. They are on a mission to save food, save money and save the planet. And uh, the vision driving them in is a world where all food produced is food consumed. The app is now available in six countries, has four and a half thousand partner stores, has saved 1.6 million meals from being binned and has avoided over 3000 tons of carbon dioxide emissions. So they really are making steps towards achieving that vision. Um, and the app also just won Best Food Tech Startup at the Nordic Startup Awards. So they are, the app is getting some great recognition as well. Um, Too Good To Go is already live in numerous cities and towns across the UK and is growing fast. So I'm delighted that Jamie agreed to make time to appear on the show. Jamie, welcome to Doing Good Through Food. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Really, my pleasure. <laughs> um, so there's, there's lots that I want to kind of mm. to talk about and lots that I want to get into. But I thought I'd, I'd start um, just by with something. I was doing my research for this show and I saw, um, I saw a quote that was attributed to one Milo Crummy, which you, uh, I thought I might ask you about. <laughs> and uh, somebody had posted a question on LinkedIn right. uh, asking what was the best piece of parental advice you ever received. And you replied to it and said, you can only play what's in front of you. Yeah, um, and I just wondered, sort of, by way of starting, you know, what what is what did what did that mean to you? Like, what what was um, and how's that made sort of something good in your in your life? How's that made something better? Yeah, well, I think we all always sort of look to our parents as sort of role models and and advice they 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 can give us, and he's definitely um, really sort of helped me keep focused and keep driven in terms of what uh, what it is we're trying to achieve. I think really with that. Uh, piece of advice it, it sort of it um it's quite broad and it spills yeah. to more than just a um um like a, a, a work side of life but I think really it is it, it's something that you can uh, translate and it really resonates in all, all sorts of walks of life be it sort of uh, from a social perspective or or just um you know be, be, being with friends or just again just the general sort of walk of life but I think in terms of how that really impacted me from a uh, um, from a business point of view, it's um, you know, it's you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, and you're not trying to um, set out these massive goals. But it's really it's setting small attain- attainable things which you can actually um, you know look to and say that you've accomplished something at the end of each sort of week or end of each month or end of each milestone. Rather than uh, you know, we do we do have this mission that we want all food con- produced to be food consumed but I mean if we set out doing that two years ago it would be, uh, be you know, overwhelming, yeah. <laughs> overwhelming wouldn't it yeah. so it's really it's setting sort of mini mini goals and mini, mini targets which we can sort of um, like see a, a, um, a way of achieving them so yeah I think it really was a, a piece of advice I think I've been given and been repeated down my ears since yeah. I was about 10 years of age but uh, you know again just going back to earlier, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the advice our parents sort of do give us does really help sort of shape us and, and keeps us focused and grounded. Yeah, no, I, I just, I really liked it. So yeah. I, I thought I'd like to ask it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's something I, I can imagine my dad saying it as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, imagine a big um, six foot plus 
16 stone burly Irishman telling you that every day. It becomes, it becomes <laughs> a very powerful message. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, brilliant. All right. Well, to get into the kind of the interview, the, the meat of it, I suppose, get into the interview proper, I suppose. I wanted to start really by kind of just asking or talking about what the app itself is. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, and we sort of set out what the vision is, what the kind of hope for it is. But so it's, it's, you have a, a website, you've got an online presence, but primarily it's it's an app. That's the sort of the, the core of it. And mm-hmm. um, it brings together the producers, the food businesses on the one side with customers, potential customers on the other. So I think it may be, we could start with kind of talking about the customer side of it, you know, from the customer perspective, mm-hmm. what what is it? If somebody listening was to kind of be interested, what, what do they do? What's the journey for them? Yeah, exactly. So what they well they start off by downloading the app. Okay. Um, so you download the app and you can make a, a free profile. Um, again, the app itself is free to download. So you create an account either through Facebook or through an email address and things like that. You then log on to the platform and you'll see a list of participating stores. Now that's all um, like the top of the list. It's all GPS located. So it'll be the closest store to you. And then you can sort of search via areas. You can look on the map facility. Um, you can search via types of food as well. Okay. You then click on a profile. Mm. And it is a fairly vague description um, about the types of food uh, that, that you can collect. There's also a collection window and things like that. So you then purchase a surplus meal from a store. Um, let's call it Bakery X. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you don't really know what food it is you're going to collect, but you, you pay something um, which is at least about 50% off, but you know, usually it can be upwards of sort of 70 to 80% off as well. Yeah, that's um, also like from two pounds is kind of the, exactly, uh, yeah, from, yeah, from two pounds is what it is. Uh, and then you, you turn up at, at the store during an allotted pickup window with your mobile receipt. And again, you don't really know what food it is, but we kind of love that thing. It's a bit of a surprise, it's a mystery. Um, you're going in and you know it's a bakery, so you know it's probably going to be baked goods here. You're not going to be going home with fish and chips, but you don't know whether it's going to be sourdough loaves and croissants you're going to be picking up, or whether it's going to be some sort of tarts or muffins. Yeah. Um, again, it's just a it's a really cool way of of allowing people to do their part to eat sustainably, mm-hmm. um, often eat affordably as well, um, and really get to know businesses in their area which they potentially didn't know existed in the first place. Um, so that's really the the journey for a for a user in a nutshell. Okay, so it's, it's sort of like a it, it kind of they buy like you say a credit, a kind of a unit, and mm-hmm. then but I imagine they'd have quite a quite a good idea. Like you say, you know, you, you know, if I, I, I saw sort of Yo Sushi was kind of for example one of the you know one of the ones that came up in the area mm-hmm. that I was looking, and you know, you've got a pretty pretty good idea what you're getting. So it's quite a, yeah yeah. It's not a complete surprise, but I think in like a world of choices, it's really quite sort of um, liberating that that sort of choice is taken from you. And, you know, it's not that you're paying top dollar and, you know, you could be getting a steak or you could be getting a sea bass. It's, you know, you're paying something around two pounds and you're going to Yo Sushi. Yeah. Again, chances are it's going to be sushi and it's not going to be fish and chips, but, you know, you're going to have sushi rolls or it could be maki rolls or California rolls, tempura, things like that. And, you know, you're going and you're going to get something for £3.50, which is of the value of about 10 to £14. So it's like a really cool way as well for you to sort of experience the food of a new food business, which you you may hadn't been before, uh, but also a great way for you as well to 
to sort of really help the environment in terms of reducing food waste. Mm. So we've actually had quite a few users who have, um, you know, they've, I feel like they're trying to tell us, uh, justify their eating habits, right. but they've, uh, they've got, we've got a couple like, uh, donut places and things like that, yeah. and they're, they're going, they're picking up some donuts. They're like, "Oh, it's great! You know, it doesn't matter if this is you know, not in my diet plan. You know, I'm helping the environment." Save the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. great when you sort of see the ways that people are like using the platform as a means of, um, yeah, again, just helping them to eat eat sustainably and maybe uh, have a few extra treats which they which they wouldn't usually be a, a, able to justify guilt-free uh, <laughs> yeah. guilt-free donuts that's, that's pretty exactly yeah. yeah okay well and then from the the sort of business mm-hmm. perspective i mean they they're running it through an app through the app as yeah. well aren't they i don't know if <coughs> might, might be best maybe if you sort of explain sure there, there might be quite a few of those listening as well brilliant so in terms of the app itself like again the food that people are collecting can vary from day to day so a store or food business isn't specifying that it's going to be x croissants and x uh, loaves of bread or these sandwiches or these salads it's it's really it's just a lucky dip essentially it's whatever's left over mm-hmm. and with the nature of food waste that can change in the blink of an eye yeah. um the most unpopular sandwich then one hour before closing can turn into the popular sandwich of the day of course. um so again in terms of, of how it works uh, for these food businesses is through the app so it's not an api which is connected to their epos systems right. or their internal systems again it's just it's separate yeah and we feel like that keeps it really simple and really easy to integrate Um, again they're not having to specify you know what item it is because if it was again there would have to be some sort of synergy with their with their internal systems and what was offered on the app so it's just a surprise portion Um, for them a food business can control the collection times Mm -hmm. so again we try and say it's sort of the last 30 minutes of service and that may be um, if a place is closing at three o'clock the collection window could be from 2 30 to 3 or it may be that half an hour um, after they've closed while they're cleaning up and they can fill the box or the bag Mm -hmm. with the surplus food and then their user user comes in and collects it and off they go Mm -hmm. within sort of two minutes so a really seamless and easy transaction so when a user actually orders a surplus meal the food business also gets notified um, so they'll be notified via email through the app and through their sort of online store login um, again like we don't tell food businesses or you know, restaurants cafes bakeries whatever it may be that they have to put food on every day you know we really we're operating as a safety net so again it's it's in this really unpredictable nature of, of hospitality where you don't really know how much to produce because if it's sun is shining one day it's super busy then the heavens open and no one wants to leave the office mm. and you're left with you know 150 covers and you don't know what to do mm. so we're really operating as this safety net not encouraging food businesses to produce more it's really it's about the waste it's about the waste exactly so you know it's allowing allowing food businesses mm. to recover those sunk costs involved in in food waste um, rather than uh, rather than encouraging them to to produce more so we this safety net and in that sense a food business can list how many portions they have so it may be that on a on a monday it's quite quiet so after lunch they can you know put up three portions 
and then they know tomorrow is going to be quite quiet as well so they put up five portions for tomorrow and then what happens the sun comes out and actually it's really busy on tuesday and so they reduce it from five to two or they take put themselves as zero so again there's never going to be a situation where um users are purchasing food when you don't have any um so to go back in terms of the whole thing for the uh, for the food businesses, they can advertise um, or you know, list surplus meals for collection through the platform. The user comes and collects it during a collection window specified by the store. They show a mobile receipt yeah. and the food business is notified. And then if there was a situation where the food business wanted to sort of close early, they can change their collection times or if they'd run out of food, they can communicate that through the platform as well. And um, so really, like in, for food businesses, it's really sort of seen as sort of, I think it's really sort of a, a, a three point benefit sort of um, tripod for them in a sense, in, in the way that one, it's, it's allowing food businesses to reduce their food waste to zero, which is the great thing. I mean, for everyone who works in food, you know, you're spending all day you know, preparing, cooking and serving the food. The last thing you want to do is have to throw it in the bin. I mean, there's so much like love and passion which has gone into the food production. Like, no one wants to have to see that food being thrown away. So, like, through Too Good to Go, these these stores they don't have to have that really sort of sad time at the end, end of the day where you know we have to throw it in the bin. Like, the second thing as well is food's like expensive. You know, um, the cost of food is going up. Um, and you know, I think there was a there was a study done by RAP a few years ago which. Uh, which sort of suggests that for each plate of food that's thrown away, mm. it costs 97p. And that's not including the cost of the ingredients. So every time you've got food left over, not only you know, are you having that, that awful feeling of having to throw it away, and it's, you know, it's, it's morally an issue and environmentally it's an issue, but it's also financially an issue. And you're, you're throwing money in, money in the bin plus the cost of the ingredients. So this is incorporating things like the waste disposal costs mm. and staffing costs, energy costs, etc. The list could go on. Mm. And so through the platform, you know, as I say, you're, you're not having to throw that food away and you're reducing your food waste to zero, which is great from a, like a CSR point of view. Mm. Um, the second is like a financial point of view. You know, you're actually, you're recovering those sunk costs. So you know, you're, you're really, you're recovering from your bottom line, which is brilliant. Now, I think the third one, which is something which we probably didn't really think uh, was going to be as impactful as, as it was when we started off, but it, we can really see the platform being used as sort of a marketing channel and a means yeah. of like new user acquisition. Because I think in, well, right now we're sat in central London and, you know, we could probably throw a ball outside and we'd hit about six different cafes. So it's, yeah. it's such an ever increasing and competitive market so the chance to actually get somebody through the door who maybe hadn't heard of your of your business before so they come in and they're sampling food or they're trying food you know they see it's a great great food it's a great experience then they're like they're more likely to come back as like a full paying customer they're introduced uh, to the concept and things like that so i think you know, where there's a couple thousand uh, food businesses in in London alone, so they to try and stand out from 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 that crowd is quite hard. And a platform like this, which isn't costing food businesses anything, it's free for them to join. 
you know, it really, it really does sort of come like a, a three point thing. And, you know, that, that's where I really see the benefit for, for businesses in the sense that, you know, they're, they're reducing their food waste to zero and it, it's a, it's a great sort of image type thing. Uh, they're, you know, increasing their bottom line by not having to throw that food away. And then the third is, you know, they're, they're introducing their, their, their concept to new, uh, to new users, which is great. And I think with, you know, we now have, you know, just shy of 2 million users now, which, uh, you know, can be great when you can be listed on a platform and, and really get that, that heightened exposure. Mm. And I suppose with the kind of international, uh, you know, spread of it as well, you know, if, if people are coming into, you know, you've got tourists coming in potentially with that as the, the way they might find a business as well. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I've got, I just had a friend round um, for dinner la- last night and he was saying he's off to Oslo with his, uh, with his partner tomorrow. Mm. And he was like, oh. I was like, well, you've got to use too, too good to go over there. He's like, what? It's in Oslo. I was like, yeah, it's in Oslo. And he's like, oh, fantastic. Because, you know, he, he had no idea where, where, where to go. So he looks on the app and he sees all these, all these great places. And it becomes a, an introductory means as to finding places to eat. And then and you're going to find the kind of place that has, I don't know, that, that obviously does care about things like food waste, if that's an important thing for you as well. That's, that's going to yeah. be another sort of marketing Exactly. Yeah, I think you know, food. Um, well, f- food waste is just another means of eth- ethical spending, and we can really see that the rise in eth- ethical spending, and it is actually something that people care about. I, I for one, can can remember when um, fair trade bananas and fair trade tea came in, mm. and I, I'm not a tea drinker, but you know, whenever I have to buy it, you know, I'd never think twice about not buying. Um, the fair trade tea or fair trade bananas it just becomes yeah. something that's so um, instinctive now that, that 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 we can't sort of think past that or, or use something different and I, I really think that there is is where we're sort of seeing lots of forms of um, of consumption and consuming going is, is towards this drive towards ethical spending I, th- I think there's definitely something in the um like, like fair trade, you know, it's something that's kind of visual and easy for people to understand. Because I think lots of people are sort of motivated to, you know, to control food waste or, you know, sort of behave ethically as far as food goes. But it's quite a hard thing to investigate sometimes as a consumer to sort of to know what, what the brand mm. is doing sort of behind the scenes. So, you know, when you've got, I suppose it's similar to kind of healthier eating, you know, there, there was a real desire for that. But then when kind of, food labeling the traffic light system sort of came in that helps people make it makes it easy for people to make those sorts of decisions exactly. in, in the moment doesn't it i guess i guess this sort of touches on that a little bit mm. as well you know you, it seems to, to no, me yeah definitely i think when you can you can sort of see a restaurant or a cafe which is really doing their part to reduce food waste mm. of course i i shouldn't be used as the as the benchmark but you know it then becomes an added motivator for people to want to actually eat in these types of uh, of these types of places when you can see they're consciously doing something to become more sustainable and in particular more sustainable um, with respect to food waste. Okay, well, I just I was thinking sort of with the the kind of the the business of it, I suppose there, there's a business around it as well. Yeah. So it's not just purely the app, and I suppose. Um, the thing that made me first think about it was, you know, you're kind of, it's an intermediary, but there are problems that could arise. You know, there could there could potentially be 
difficulties. So it, there needs to be some sort of support, and, I, and you've got that in place. From you know, from what I can see, there is there's quite a lot of support around it on the for the business side, and also mm-hmm. for the customers. You know, if they don't receive what they think they're going to receive, you, you've got quite a kind of role in there. So yeah. how, how how is that working? Um, well, it's definitely it's developing the whole time, um, and it's it's gone a long way from where we were like well, nearly two years ago now. Uh, so we now have like a fully fledged, like dedicated customer uh, care team and a customer service team. Um, so you know they're they're constantly communicating with our users and trying to ensure that you know they're they're actually having a great time as well. Mm-hmm. And we have on the flip side, <clears throat> we have our our account management team again, which is in constant communication with our stores, mm-hmm. and making sure that you know they're fully aware of of the whole concept and how it works and and what the expectations are. And just again, I think one of our one of the great great things about us is our flexibility. Mm-hmm. So we're never telling um, our food businesses to make more food. That wouldn't make sense. And again, one of the reasons why we have this, um, you know, over fifty percent off model mm-hmm. is really because we, to sort of not repeat myself completely, but we are this safety net. And you know, if it, if it wasn't a fifty percent off or more. Then that's it. Then becomes profitable for these food businesses, and we really are this safety net, which is um, about minimising food waste and, and you know capturing that uh, that 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 food which would otherwise be thrown away. Because if it if it was less than fifty percent off, mm. it becomes profitable, and we start it starts encouraging. Yeah, we're not a yeah. discount tool yeah. at all. We're 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 far from that. Um, but also that there sort of encourages. Like further production of food, and then we're sort of back to square one where you know, more food is being thrown away. But in terms of the support that we give all our our uh, you know our partners, it's it it goes from customer support to account management to marketing, and you know from a technology point of view, you know we're constantly trying to innovate and improve the the application, not just from a um, from a user experience, but also from a, from a business perspective as well. So it's it's trying to just make the whole the whole process a really simple transition and really try and make ourselves really synonymous with uh, with uh, with this battle against food waste in all sorts of areas of food. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Well, so you, I suppose to kind of to maybe talk a bit more about the business, you know, your mm. your side of the business. It is um, it's a free app. Yeah, and it's you know there's nothing other than the food to pay on the customer side of things, and from the business perspective, there's no sign up, there's no upfront costs, nothing like that, and it's but obviously there are there are costs to this, there are costs to running running this business. So how how does that work? How do you cover those costs through? Yeah, good good, good question. Yeah, so um, you know things like having a customer care team, account management team, a marketing team, a tech team. Yeah, that all adds up. Um, but as you're right, at the moment, you know it is a it is a free platform to join. Um, it's free for the users. Um, but the way that we sort of survive is our revenue comes from an admin fee incorporated into the sales price. So it's bared by the customer. So from that perspective. You know, it doesn't cost the food business anything at all. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cost which is incorporated into that sales price, and and bared by the consumer. Um, you know, I think as well is the, the the 
big thing to take from it as well is that the, the food that people are purchasing mm. and collecting is food that previously had zero value at all. Yeah, absolutely. So when you can yes. see as well that, um, and it, you know, from a business perspective as well, it becomes quite um, eye-opening really from a, uh, from, a, from a business perspective when they can see each month because uh, we pay all our stores at the start of each month mm-hmm. that wow I, I can't believe I've you know I've got X amount of revenue from food that I was previously throwing in the bin and it's just it's it's crazy I think how we detach ourselves uh, from that um, from the value of food in the way that way way that way that we throw it away and again from our business perspective and from the business perspective of the store mm-hmm. I think a great analogy that I, I was told was like a no one wants to pick that last sandwich up from Pret a Manger. It's true. Um, yeah. You know, you bought, and so many food and catering businesses, they're geared towards this. It's almost like window shopping. If you walk past a, uh, you know, a shop, you're not going to go in and, and buy a sandwich if the shelves are empty because it doesn't look appealing, does it? Or it doesn't. It's, it's all about this idea of abundance, isn't it? Things need to look exactly. Yeah. So it's. You know, and that's where we sort of fit in is, you know, if a if a store can actually fill their shelves and not a hundred percent, but they can fill it to, you know, an appropriate amount and then know that they have this safety net of too good to go. Mm-hmm. So if it isn't sold, at least they can recover those those cost price. Mm-hmm. And that's where sort of the, the, the beauty of it lays. Um because again, you know, it's either we have to change like, the habits of the consumers that actually we find that last sandwich on the shelves at Pret Manger really attractive and we want yeah. to go and buy it, or we have to find a way where we can we can ensure that one it makes good business sense mm. um, and also environmentally friendly mm. and environmental sense that if they are filled, that food's going to be collected yeah. and it's not going to be running at a loss. No, it only makes. Perfect sense, you know, it seems like one of those ideas that just kind of, it seems obvious, you know, why you think, why hasn't that happened before, really, but uh, it's... You'd be surprised how often we get told that, we're like, yeah. how has this not happened before? And we're like, I know, I, I, <laughs> how has it not happened? We're sort of looking around thinking, well, no one's, no one's doing it. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think from the business perspective as well, because because it's a separate system and, you know, they're, they're kind of internal systems, it, it will be... Um, they will have written it off as waste, you know, whether they're giving it away and then the, the money that comes back into them, you know, that's going straight to their bottom line. It's not, it's not sort of, mm. you know, they, they've already, that's a huge difference. You know, if, if that's stuff that's already been written off, that's definitely, um, yeah, that could make a big difference for lots of people, I think. Um, it was interesting what you were just saying, so, you know, the, the, the um, kind of changing consumer mindsets is quite a, obviously that's a sort of longer term and slow process sort of thing, but it feels like there's, quite a lot of momentum around that at the minute with things like wonky veg and those kind of things there there is a bit of momentum yeah. around that i i feel i don't know if it's just i'm looking for things for because of the podcast but well, it feels like i'm starting to see it a lot that's a I've, it's quite a tricky one really because i've kind of feel like i live in my own echo echo chamber mm. where i'm speaking with people like yourself or yeah. speaking with the office or like my friends who all have the same view and outlook as myself about what well, I'm particular with food waste yeah. that I don't know if it is I'm just reading the articles and or everyone is if you know it's a hard, it's hard it, to say it is a tricky it's one kind of... but um, I definitely think there is there is momentum and there is mm. um, you know there is this uh, 
public opinion that um, that and this form of public discourse which is moving towards wanting to change food waste yeah. and the attitudes towards it. I think you know you can sort of see it on a global perspective with the sustainable development goals. Mm. Uh, you can see you can see it with what happened in France and and with Italy last year in terms of the legislation they've brought in into having a, a direct impact on food waste and mm. you know that's another another debate to actually measure the successfulness of that legislation. But sure. The fact that it received such international exposure shows that it's yeah. um, it's actually changing people's perspectives around it. Uh, so I think you know things like wonky veg, uh, something that's really simple, um, and it does you know it does shed light on an issue that definitely needs more light. I think um, a really important thing is you know we can look at things like uh, air pollution, and we can all agree that air pollution is you know a terrible terrible thing. Yeah. Um, but does food waste, which, you know, if food waste was a country, you know, it would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitter after the US and China. So it's something which has, you know, it's a comparable environmental impact as air pollution, mm. yet it probably doesn't receive the word I'm springing to mind is prestige, but that's the wrong word. Mm. Uh, the same. Uh, sort of urgency or coverage yeah, or something. Urgency, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose the air that you breathe is kind of like, it's immediate, you, you, but there's something perhaps with the sort of the way that we deal with food waste or waste in general, you know, it's sort of remote, isn't it? It's kind of something yeah. you can ignore, perhaps. Maybe, it is. Maybe, yeah. But, you know, like food consumption is, it's the, it's the number one thing that's leading towards, you know, deforestation, mm. uh, towards the use of water. So that's, Again, like we just see that this is the whole sort of food chain, and the, it it really does have a have a, a massive impact and a damaging impact, and so it's we have to have to have uh, more exposure, and we have to have more people campaigning against it. But to go back to your earlier point, I do think there is a a shift towards you know getting more exposure and people wanting to to have a greater impact on it. Whether it is at the rate that we think it are, or whether we're in an echo chamber, is a is a different thing. Mm. Um, but I think as well to look at the model of too good to go and how this is contributing to it. You know, I think it's it's something that's really simple. The concept: uh, people collecting food from stores which they already trust. I think we already have this trust relationship with a restaurant, with a cafe, with a bakery, with a hotel. The list can go on. So that trust relationship is there. And so it isn't a massive step for somebody to go and collect a meal. So long as uh, you know, they know it's, it's actually it's, it's good food and it's not food that's you know, come off people's plates, which yes, yeah. we have had people think before <laughs> in the past. Scraping. <laughs> but it's the food which would otherwise be thrown in the bin. And when they collect this, you know, it becomes almost like a catalyst um, and almost like a, a stepping stone into into your own sort of personal revolution mm. with respect to food waste. So again, like when when someone goes and rescues a meal from Yo Sushi, for example, the last thing that one of our users is going to do is go home and throw all the food out in their fridge. It'd be you know they're not going to then start um, upcycling their uh, their potato peelings. But we are we are seeing where our users they're writing in and they're and they're and they're thinking more about food and the value of food. Yeah. So it really it, it, it does become 
you know, a catalyst and a stepping stone into into a greater a greater change in, in human perspective and, and human attitudes and behaviour. Brilliant. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's like you say. It's sort of it is a it's simple. It's easy to sort of to grasp what it is. You know, it's it's, it's very immediate. Um, I think when you that's that sort of thing about being in an echo chamber. I think it's kind of. Um, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's, it's very hard to say. But the, if it's driving the debate at all, like I see, for example, it's uh, initiatives in supermarkets on large scales, you know, are starting to... There's obviously somebody within those businesses, those in, in that world, and, and, you know, in the big catering companies and the big sort of restaurant chains, mm-hmm. all of that sort of thing. If you're, if you're changing the awareness in with in people who have that sort of reach or kind of influencing them that well and the thing the thing i'm thinking of is uh, i think it was asda recently they started trialing um putting class two food class two fruit and veg in with mm-hmm. class one fruit and sort of mixing it up um which is sorry, sort of slightly less aesthetically pleasing fruit or veg or whatever kind of just yeah uh, but not sort of expressly packaging it as that and and the feedback is that no one noticed. No, you know, yeah. there, there was nothing negative around it. And so, if you know, if if, and I think a lot of that kind of that you know anti wonky veg stuff is driven has been driven in the past by those sorts of you know by purchases in those kind of places. Mm. Perhaps even if it is a bit of an echo chamber, if those people are listening, perhaps it's it's, it, it's it'll having have that impact, kind of yeah. effect. Yeah, like I, I think the careful thing to do is what impact is the whole wonky veg thing having? Because, I mean, at the same time that they're packaging their wonky veg, there's the fruit and veg, which isn't quite wonky enough to be in the wonky bags. Right. And then it's not quite aesthetically pleasing enough to be in the regular bags. So you then also, you're also then employing someone to go up and down and pick the really wonky veg. Um, But that's, that's the, the cynic in me. Um, I think the the thing is we we, we should probably celebrate things more um, than uh, than than you know, be super critical of them all, all the time. I think the the intention is right. Whether the effect is um, is optimal is a different thing. But yeah, the intention is is to raise more awareness about about fruit and veg, and hopefully we can move away from this thing that everything has to be you know a, a perfect color. A, perfect shape a perfect dimension and mm. you know we can actually just start celebrating you know food for what it is which is a natural fuel and something that we have to eat and we might as well you know eat everything um and enjoy the way we eat it so that is where i've decided to leave the conversation for this week we'll pick up again next week and uh we'll hear all about how the app is developing the plans for the future Um, ultimate goals for the app and and lots more as well as ever I'd love to hear from you so do get in touch you can either um, make contact on Twitter or you can email directly um, which is alex at doinggoodthroughfood.com I suppose this week I'd be especially interested to hear what you think of the slightly shorter format but any feedback at all is is great as ever Um, So thank you and we'll see you next time.